At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the Warhammer 40k podcast where you get to write the script. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show, and maybe even jump your story in the line, or maybe even read stories with me, or maybe you have a story you'd like to read to me, head on over to Patreon at Lorehammer Listener Lore and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show. Enjoy. Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script. Hey everyone, I'm your host Mark and joining me today we have the man, the myth, the legend, Eric Soltek. I'm a myth because I don't exist actually. That's yeah, the... well we have that joke whereas if we don't see each other for a week, the other person clearly must not exist. Well, it, it's good to know that you were actually resurrected long enough for this <laughs> this really episode no, so. no you were <laughs> resurrected for this mark you're the npc in my life okay <laughs> okay well that's a great intro i love it <laughs> eric how's it going <laughs> i'm doing great how are you doing mark good we're excited to have you on the show uh we're actually sharing something that you have written so it's going to be extra delicious it's something i've written actually uh, a long time ago i think i wrote this back in 2020 um when i was like really hardcore into writing my 40k stuff. I had Peter uh, do some editing on it for me, ask oh, me nice. some questions and stuff. Yeah. So, and Peter's he's uh, editing was just fixing like the blue squiggly lines. Right. right exactly. Clicks on he's, yeah. like, he's like, Eric, did you know you spelled the word one wrong? You know? <laughs> it's like, oh, thank you, Peter. Thanks, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I haven't shared this with anyone really. We've talked about it a little bit. So this will be the first time, I think. Yeah. Uh, before we read it, does it need like a one sentence teaser to kind of set the story or? This, uh, so it's actually story for My Grey Knight's Army. Um, and my Grey Knight's army are pure paladins. It's the um, Brotherhood of Champions or Hall of Champions or something like that. Yeah. And I wanted to uh, set put it in a setting that isn't M M40, just because I was a little tired of what was happening in M40. So mine <laughs> occurs around M36. You just went um, and played somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't like that sandbox, so I went to the different sandbox. Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, and. Um, for those of you who are really looking forward to uh, hearing Grey Knights, unfortunately, there's not a lot of Grey Knights in this story because this is, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, it's more of an intro story, um, introducing my army and where their main story takes place. Uh, it's very teasing. It's very trailery. Okay. Um, you're going to be left wanting more, but not necessarily know anything. <laughs> Ah, okay. So <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Look forward to it. <laughs> yeah, I got my notepad ready. So I'm ready to <laughs> tease and dissect every little detail. 
<laughs> oh, perfect. Uh, so should we begin or? Yeah, yeah, you can just take it away. All right, so the, um, there is a voice for this. Um, it, it's not one I can do for the entirety of the story. Um, if anyone knows Deckard Kane's voice from Diablo 3. Yeah, heck yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, that's burned in everyone's mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the voice that's uh, saying this right now. But I'm just going to give you like a little bit of two lines or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. My name's Deckard Kane. <laughs> this is my voice. It's an old man. Um, he's weak. He's kind of sitting at the end of his life. But we're going to hear more in the story. Okay, so I nice. guess here I go. <clears throat> Titled Data Slate Entry 892. Year 782.m36. Begin. It is by my reckoning some 150 cycles now that I have served. And while I do not intend to fail in my duty, I fear I have little say in the matter. I am old and feel thin, stretched. I picture the bread that is made on my home world of Javan 4 and now know how it feels to be pulled apart by many hands and pounded by large mallets. I cannot begin to recall exactly when I became old, but I know I am. With each passing day, I age faster than the day before it, and I feel every second of it in my bones. My body betrays me, and even the simplest of tasks eludes me. Food turns to ash in my mouth, and drink chokes me as it enters my body. Instead of blood, fire courses through my veins. The air I breathe poisons my lungs, sending me into fits of coughing. Rest escapes me, and even my own mind is no longer my companion. <sighs> my meditations have grown onerous and are filled with the daydreams of the weak-minded. I catch myself more and more having to complete my devotions three or even four times before I am satisfied. It is a terrible thing to have your mind fail, to focus on one task your entire life, only to watch it slip out of your control like wax from a burning candle. There was a time when I was strong. My faith in the God Emperor and conviction in my duty protected me from the most dangerous of perils. And while I have lost neither faith nor conviction, my body can no longer sustain my hours of meditation. My duty on this rock is important, however inconsequential my own life is, and I know that I have failed. The shame burns within me causing me to weep for what will come with my failure. My fears claw at my mind like some conjured creature, scratching, biting, and gnawing until I want nothing more than to cower upon the floor. The beast sleeps, and I am afraid. He waits, and I tremble. He bides his time, and I cry out in terror for my soul to be saved. Always before has he struggled against his bonds. Always before have I strengthened his prison through my prayers and rites. But now, my life is spent. Were the beast to attempt to free himself again, I know in my heart of hearts that I would die in his onslaught. And yet, even on this fateful rock, tumbling through the void on an indiscernible path, there is hope, for I have dreamed it. In the moments where I am weakest and my mind begins to fall into eternal sleep, I see them. Nights, larger than any man I have ever known, clad in silver, too bright to imagine, 
They walk with heavy footsteps, as though the burden of protecting the galaxy was a hardship only they could carry. In my dreams, I can never meet their eyes, for I know that in them I would be weighed, and seeing the depth of my failure laid before me, I would be ashamed. And yet I cannot help but steal glances at their helmeted crowns, to see their eyes bleed blue light into the sky. They overtake my vision, as the very air they behold burns with power. I see halos of unknown glories flicker above their heads. I see righteousness rest upon one shoulder and faith upon the other. Such power resides in them. I have dreamed them descending upon this rock in beams of heavenly light, taking their place as the vanguard against all that seeks to destroy the Imperium and the Emperor's people from the great beyond. I have dreamed of them standing between the horrors of this life and those too weak to fight back. I have seen them offer their very lives to defy all that the Empyrean vomits forth. My saviors may yet come to vanquish this evil once and for all. There may yet be hope. I cling to a dream, a whisper of what it could be, and I let myself hope. My bones ache and my eyes grow dim as the days pass, but still I pray. I pray for salvation, not for myself, but for humanity. I pray that these nights come to bear the burden I have carried for so long. I am spent and cannot survive the trials ahead. For in my dreams are also nightmares. I am assaulted by whispering voices, screeching cacophonies, and seductive temptations. Rivers of blood, mountains of bodies, profane acts upon innocence, and the tortured faces of those I loved long ago their souls crying out for the release of annihilation. I awaken to find that I cannot move, and as feeling returns to my twisted body, I can hear the laughter of them recede from my dwelling. For too long have they watched me. For too long have they conspired against me in my task. Even now, as I write this, I can hear them. My eyes are darkening. The palsy will strike soon, and I will be overcome. Please, save me, O knights of our emperor. I cannot... The data slate shattered with an audible crunch between the gauntleted fingers of a skull-helmeted silver knight. The remains fell to the ground in a pile, and with a look, they burst into warp flame, the ash blown away by a summoned ethereal wind. His voice rang clear through the vox to the other knights ringed around him. We are arrived. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, that was fucking sweet. Um, 
do we want to dissect kind of the the the, uh, the outside lore of it before we go sure. into like comments and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the idea is my knights, this hall of champions, um, they've taken it upon themselves to perform this duty where they're going to sit on this asteroid that houses a ridiculously powerful demon. If it's, if it, it it's probably called a chaos god at the, like, just not a member of the pantheon. Yeah. And this demon has been um, in prison on this asteroid for so long thanks to the efforts of the people that resided on it that were constantly praying and offering their power to keep it contained. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so they've, through the work of the prognosticars on Titan, uh, they've realized like, oh my God, like the last defender of this thing is going to die. So we need to go protect it. So then the head champion, the grand master is like, we will do it. It will be our duty. And yeah. <laughs> They find a way somehow to intercept yeah. this this asteroid that's teleporting through space randomly. <laughs> so it's not just a regular asteroid, it's blipping it out of the warp. Yeah, it's blipping in and out of the warp just because of the power of the, the chaos god yeah. that is imprisoned within. He's constantly trying to pull it into the warp, but it's anchored to reality. So he's in this <laughs> struggle with the, the asteroid itself. And the Grey Knights have... Re, like said to themselves like we know we're not going to get reinforcements anytime soon so we will just put ourselves here and we will last as long as we can fighting the hordes of demons that are coming to release this chaos god really yeah yeah i i love that idea um in your story i think like you're you're great at really painting like the scene it took you to like paragraph like two and a half to kind of even, even release a little teaser of what you were kind of talking about. But I like it. Like it's very methodical and very like just you really feel this person, you know? Yeah. I like to to build the layer upon the layer. So um, yeah. introducing the character, his immediate needs and wants. And yeah, then, yeah. What are his goals and ambitions as a character? And what are his fears? You know, you learn all of that just through this one journal entry that he has yeah exactly like i really feel like i know i'm gonna send especially when you paint that picture of oh yeah he's deckard kane yeah um, absolutely <laughs> like really old helped. guy yeah. frail looking robes flowing everywhere that is 100 yeah. this man yeah and then even you get to like paragraph four or something and you mentioned knights but you don't say gray knights and it's just more teasing and slowly drawing it out and building that picture in your mind i really enjoyed uh yeah the, the build I, of it i i like the the whole thought process of trying to trying to experience 40k through someone's eyes other than mine you know i like we know so much about <laughs> yeah. the universe like we know too Some much would say too much yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> to, to the point of where like what we experience is no longer fresh it's no longer new or exciting um, but through this guy's, through our Deckard Kane's eyes, you know, he's probably never seen a space marine in his life. Um, he might understand like what they look like if someone were to describe it to him. But even this whole thing, even if he knew what a space marine was and what it looked like, he would have no idea what the significance of the gray knights are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wrote down, uh, he is spent, and then I wrote, does he live? No, I don't know if he does. <laughs> I feel like he doesn't. <laughs> no, I, I don't think I'm going to write any more about him, yeah. uh, this character. Uh, he's definitely dead. Yeah. I but, was just wondering, mate, 
because maybe it's a great model opportunity to build some like old guy, you know? Okay, maybe. well, yeah. do you remember the really old dreadnought model with the um, skeleton as the banner <laughs> yes. on the top of the dreadnought? Yeah. Okay, so my thought was, what if they found this guy's body and you know, it's the the act of sacrifice is like one of the greatest, like giving up your own life to protect someone else. Like it's a very noble, sentimental act that a lot of space marines understand. Yeah. Um, and so my thought is almost that they they see this man's body, maybe even his bones at this point. Who knows how long it's been since uh, yeah. he's died? But they definitely like give him a place of honor. Yeah. Like the, they he bound this demon. Him and his family have generations <laughs> absolutely like it's so he's been doing it alone for 150 years oh, like and his life has in my mind it's been um like unnaturally sustained through his psychic power or yeah. even just like an, an unintended consequence of him being so close to the warp and demon you know time yeah. dilation stretch um but this is him well, yes, and right now you're just holding up a your nemesis dreadnought conversion with that guy. Yeah. That fucking skeleton banner. That's so sweet. So yeah, that is <laughs> my Deckard Kane. Um, and they've they've given him a place of honor by like forever interring him on their grandmaster's armor. Yeah. That's they view him so as like sweet. a saint, you know? Yeah. Let let's talk about your army for a second. So they arrive on this asteroid, and now they're basically just maintaining that ritual um as this yeah. asteroid is jumping across the galaxy yes and um the demon activity it's seemingly increasing so um as the power of the the people that were guarding this this great demon like they, it begins to like lessen and lessen and lessen as each one died and was spent and, and couldn't continue on so yeah. the demon inside is growing more hungry and finally, he feels the point of where there's no one guarding him. And he's like, it's my time to push. Uh, so he calls out to the void and he's attracting all manner of demons to him. He doesn't care what it is. Anything warp spawn, anything yeah. chaos related, there's a tug, you know, pulling them to this asteroid because he just wants to be free. Yeah. So these Grey Knights arrive here at probably like the worst moment because there's now thousands of demons on this asteroid trying or demons chaos cultists alien xenos <laughs> races that yeah, are yeah. tied to you know chaos and all of them are just trying to find a way to get to the center of this asteroid and free the demon so that's what the gray knights arrive to find cool and they're fucked so <laughs> i i like that uh that kind of gives you the ability to fight anyone that's one thing with gray knights it's like why are you fighting anyone if they're not demons but uh, you've brought the enemies literally to your, your asteroid to fight you. Yeah. I, I even have another, because uh, that was something that you and I would consider on many of our armies. It's like, what's the reason why you're fighting anyone? Yeah, another and, thing, and like the scope of reach that your army has too. Yeah. Yeah. Does it make sense that I'm on one side of the galaxy fighting Tau and then on the other fighting, you know, Dark Angels or whatever? Yeah. Well, it does because my asteroid constantly flips through the galaxy. <laughs> but when it um, comes back into real space for any significant amount of time, uh, the Grey Knights need to resupply. And yeah. so how they do this is they go take over. If there's a planet nearby, they will just go assault the planet 
to like grab any of the things that they need you know if they're yeah. imperium and, and they put up any kind of fuss the gray knights don't even bother with red tape they just take what they need and they get out sure. and kill to do it they just don't have time to yeah. waste doing anything other than getting back to the asteroid yeah because the asteroid might blip away exactly they can't risk you know <laughs> getting left behind on, on some forsaken corner of the galaxy <laughs> and that's sweet too because then that gives you the opportunity to go fight anyone you want as well but... they'll fight ultramarines they'll yeah. fight guard they don't care <laughs> yeah um gray knights can't fall to chaos at all we know this to be true now what are we yeah. saying so you're... you're going around murdering everybody yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are right so chaos like okay I think anyone can fall to chaos. Sure. Right. And that's kind of like, you might not agree, like the listener might not agree with that, but that's yeah. kind of just where I sit. Yeah. Um, like GW canically said, none have fallen, but that mean, doesn't mean none can right. necessarily. There, and there is a line in their codex with, uh, about the chaplains. Yeah. And it specifically talks about how at any sign that a brother might be wavering, a chaplain just ends them yeah okay so it's like they don't even get to take that first two steps to chaos no. yeah 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 okay. the second a gray knight doesn't like 100 120 percent like rebuke the powers of chaos away from yeah, them yeah. the chaplain's <laughs> just like you're done like yeah. get out I'll kill you. <laughs> get out of here um, okay and an another thing is like that's really often done with gray knights is they're just removed from the front line you know, yeah. there are other Grey Knights that need training back on Titan. Um, there are many prognostications that have to happen. Like, the, the Grey Knights have a, a lot of a need for someone just reaching out through the galaxy and searching, like, the very similar to the Eldar schemes of fate. Yeah. You know? So they have no problem pulling a Battle Brother off to also help with, hey, you can help us find the next demon excursion. excursions. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you're mentioning reinforcements. Um, yeah, it's one thing to go raid for food and ammunitions. What about Grey Knights? Um, like how many are on this asteroid? Do they occasionally get resupplied in Gene Seed? So that's a great question. I'm not 100% convinced what I want to do with that. Here's the situation that they're in right now. Um, 100 Paladins, including... Um, plus, sorry, plus chaplains and tech marines and servitors and all their munitions, like they arrive on this asteroid. How long effectively do we think that they can last without receiving any kind of new infusion of flesh? I have no idea. Fair, fair enough. That, so that helps a lot too that you said it in M36 because now you can literally just take the entire contingent of paladins if you want and take them and it's not a yeah, big deal that was like my big reason for take like pulling it out of a timeline that we were really familiar with is yeah. the idea that now like and especially because they're jumping through the warp constantly time dilations can be all fucked up so yeah. it's entirely possible that these guys are fighting primaris marines because they've jumped forward who knows how yeah. many years you know yeah exactly um yeah very cool i i like a lot of the ideas of this just like you know, warp fuckery is involved, of course. Um, you know, there's going to be some sweet model conversions. There's this uh, strong theme that I always like in armies. When I look at your army, I see all Terminators, and I have to ask why. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've made sure to put a lot of demon iconography on a lot of my um, paladins' bases. Yeah. 
like um, there's one for each chaos god and then I'm I'm really looking at trying to find other ones that I can kind of just like throw around or whatever um, okay for the basing itself it's like this astro granite because you know it's like an asteroid um, mm. but I'd like to fill puddles with like the Nurgle green or the corn blood even I'll use it just okay. as like a little pool just yeah. like the, there's weird demon droppings everywhere that might be a good way to distinguish uh, units like you do green drops for one unit red drops for another unit because it's yeah. just fucking chaos I don't know Absolutely. if you've thought about how you've do your unit breakdown like that but i haven't even i mean it's been like over probably two years since i've even played a game with these guys yeah so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been a hot minute um <laughs> yeah yeah very cool i i like it thank you so much for sharing is there anything else you want to talk about about it um no i think i'm like pretty happy where the story went uh yeah. for myself i love this uh idea this is kind of like a preface and so the next stories I have, it should, I might even go back even yeah. like 15 years before this on Titan when the prognostication comes through that this demon thing is going to happen. Yeah. The council meeting of the high paladin raising his hand and saying it will be our burden. You know, I think there could be some <laughs> cool moments there. So yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Well, when you get another one written up, um, come back on Lorehammer Let's Know One. Yeah, give me two years, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems reasonable. Um, we have so many submissions, you might just fall right back in into the line. So absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you all on the next episode of Lorehammer Listener Lore. Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at Lorehammer Listener Lore. See you next episode.